0: The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Thank you, Hilary. Thank you so much. And thanks for all that you do. So, So, hello, greetings everyone here. And online, hello. So, for today's um, reflections, I wanted to to offer some, some thoughts for your consideration on the theme of the journey is the destination. The journey is the destination. It's a saying that you might have heard before in different contexts. And in the context of our practice, actually, in Buddhism, in our spiritual practice, it it takes particularly special meaning. So I wanted to explore that a little bit, and um, not just from a cognitive stance, but also offering some some tools of okay. So what? What if we? How, how would our <coughs> stance? How would our daily perhaps practice shift? if we brought if we worked with this practical tools so so news you can use so that's my intention today and also some engagement i'd love to have some engagement on the topic because we all have had some experience with with both the opposite and also wisdom with the journey being the destination so let's explore this together how does that sound up for it okay so, so let's start by actually exploring in an embodied sense. Because embodiment is first and foremost, is the uh, exploring everything in the body, is, is is the foundation of the practice, is the foundation of practice. And in the Satipatthana Sutta, in the four establishments of... Found, uh, four establishments of mindfulness sutta um, where the Buddha talks about the four establishments of mindfulness. The first one is the body. The first and primary one is the body. It's really exploring mindfulness of the body and, and many of you might be familiar with body scans which are drawn from the mindfulness of the body. So basically embodiment, really having this basis of the body is the very first foundation. Whereas in the West we like to think of mindfulness as, oh, thoughts and mind, I want to do the third satipatthana, mindfulness of mind first, whereas mindfulness of the body is first. Second is mindfulness of feeling tone, vedana, pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. It's just this constant push and pull we have towards everything, right? That's the second establishment, second foundation. The third one is the mind, mindfulness of mind, mind states, etc., exploring that. And then the fourth one, the fourth satipatthana establishment of mindfulness is mindfulness of dhammas, or um, basically various conditions. For example, the Four Noble Truths is part of that, the hindrances, basically knowing the algorithms, the uh, awareness of how it happens how it goes after you've got the basics down it's kind of knowing the process the processes dhammas is kind of the fourth one mindfulness of the processes processes of liberation the eightfold path is in there so but coming back i just wanted to mention the four as a review the first one is mindfulness of the body the body is so important embodiment awareness of the body um exploring the body, the body as a, as a tuning fork. Also, we get to know so much about our state of minds, about our state of emotions, based on what happens in our bodies. And in the West, we're often cut off from our bodies. We're like walking heads. The body's kind of disconnected. Whereas the body really both supports, embodies us, grounds us in our practice, Ah, have you noticed if you're stressed? If you take a breath, body, right? Breath in the body. Ah, and if you've been in your mind, blah blah blah. What I do about this? Blah 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 blah. And then ah, oh, there's a sense of grounding. There's a sense of awareness. Okay, maybe I know how to do about this. I don't have to spin out in your mind. You can become embodied. So, basically, talking about how important embodiment is. Not the focus of this talk yet. We're, we're going to talk about the journey as a destination. But, but we need to start with the body. Otherwise, we'll get all too heady. Right? Okay. So now that I've espoused, I've sung the praises of, of really becoming aware of your body and embodiment of practice. In fact, as you're sitting right now, can you become aware of your body posture? More aware. What's happening in your body? How are you sitting? Where are your feet? Do you feel embodied? Is there a sense of integrity in your body? Would it help to shift to feel more of a sense of, oh yeah, really sitting and and engaging with the Dharma right now? Does your body feel that way? So now, as I invited you to feel into your body in this moment. Ah, as I feel into my body, yeah, I'm sitting, sitting upright. There's a sense of uprightness in the body which also m- magnifies a sense of wholeheartedness, of wanting to share the Dharma with you. So there is a connection between the embodiment and, and the, the mind. So now, if you drop in this reflection... That the journey is the destination. What if you drop that into your body right now and see what happens? My journey, let's make it personal. My journey, my journey in this moment, in this moment of being alive, is the destination. Drop that in and breathe with it a few breaths. My journey in this very moment, my journey in this very moment of being aware, being alive, is the destination. They're not separate. dropping it in, feeling into what, what arises in your heart, what arises in your body, what realizations, what reflections. What does it feel when you really connect with this? Let's drop it in one more time, a third time. My journey In this moment in time, however it's showing up right now, my engagement, the way I'm showing up on the arc of my journey, the way I'm aware, the way I'm responding, the way I'm receiving, perceiving this moment of my journey on this path, is the destination, they're not separate, they're not different. And notice what arises, how your body feels, how your heart feels, Dropping it into your body, not your mind. Let it reverberate. This is it. This is it. This is it. The journey is the destination. So, if you want to open your eyes, if it feels okay now. There's a lot I want to share with you, but I would also like to, maybe at this point as we're kind of exploring this, what comes up for you? What came up for you as you explored this? What reflections? Um... If anyone is willing to share any thoughts that came up, any shifts, any realizations, wow. Yes, please. If we can Jeannie. Use the mic. Yes, yes, I definitely. I was assuming we were going to use the mic for the benefit of people online. Thank you so much for being the mic runner. Well, it just showed me the presence is it. <laughs> it brought me to the present. Real gift. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. And exactly, there's a sense of presence. Like, wow. It, yeah. Beautiful. Another reflection. You're going to get your workout today. Actually, maybe the next person can pass it so you can rest if you wish. Hi. Um, so when I was embodied, I really felt it. Settling in, I felt myself grounding, and then it almost felt like my mind was like, no, 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 don't do that. We still have to figure out the future, and you have to plan, and it instantly, I noticed that shift going back and forth. Like my mind almost thought it's unsafe to settle in, let myself fully believe that. Yeah, that's what I noticed. Yeah, wonderful insight. That is so powerful, what you just noticed in this small little experiment. Wow, that is powerful, so powerful that there's some belief in your mind that it's not safe, that it's not safe to settle, even for a brief moment, because we're going to take it all back. (laughs) Like, hell, this is just a moment, right? Oh, sweetheart! Oh, it's okay. You can rest. Yeah. It's, so that's a that's a big insight that you've just had right now about your own psyche and the way and and might have come up for others as well. So so one way to to then work with that because yes, of course there is planning and doing in the world, and yet we do need that respite. We do need that. Uh, and if we're always carrying that heavy weight, we never we never have the time to have a perspective. We're always in the middle of it. I know you know that. We know that. And yet there's something, that, there's some belief, right? Yeah. Uh, which, which is often unseen. So it's fantastic that it, it just became seen right now. Yay, you showed yourself. Thank you. <laughs> right? Um, to say, okay, you know, thank you, belief. Thank you. You're trying to support, you're trying to, Warn me, protect me. I I really appreciate the 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 kindness there. And yet, don't worry. It's okay. Mm. It's really okay. I've got this. There's a moment of peace, and I'll come back. Just right now, I'm going to take thirty seconds, five minutes, thirty minutes, a day, a week to just be, and and I'll have a fresher perspective for a, as Einstein says. when my childhood heroes. Um, we can't solve our problems with the same mind that created them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is the same mind, right? It just wants to problem solve and problem solve and problem. Like, okay, it's okay. <sighs> a different mind. We want to cultivate a different mind. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's I'm, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. Any other reflections or insights? This is so great. As I was sitting with the thought, um, a lot of mem- I mean memories came for me, like um, like my school days and like some you know pivotal moment in my life that led me here. And I'm happy today, you know, that I'm here. And some key people that like you know. Uh, kind of um change in my life during those period and i'm like wow it's all coming through and like you know and it brings me joy that i'm here so know, yeah, yeah. those were the thoughts for me you know sitting yeah. With those. yeah thank you thanks for sharing that it's so for you there was a sense of oh yes these points of the journey these really these various points of the journey and this moment is Part of this. these are these destinations the people who have been significant being here so all of it it's not just I'm going somewhere but it's it's just it's all part of of the the joy of my life the grace of my life all of this thank you beautiful so appreciate your reflections any last burning ones before we transition last burning one For me uh what came up was like uh, when you were given those instructions uh, when you mentioned like in this very moment that's when i noticed that in this very moment i'm free like and then just for a few seconds i felt that freedom and after that worries about life outside this room came up but just in those few seconds i felt free Beautiful. Oh, thanks so much for sharing that. That's so beautiful, lovely. This a just moment of freedom. There is a there is a door opening. There's light shining in. Oh yeah, right here. Wow, it's possible. It's possible. The sense of peace. Sense of ease. It is accessible. It is accessible here. Yay. Beautiful. That's it. That these are mini nibbanas. These are many moments of awakening and freedom right here. It's possible, and then they keep expanding and expanding and expanding, becoming more beautiful. Thank you, thanks so much, lovely, yeah. Thank you all for sharing your reflections. How um, how enlivening to actually have this kind of a interaction from um, from Asanju. We'll have more maybe later in the talk. I'll ask you more, but and also something else I wanted to say. Um, after Jeannie shared about you know feeling present with dropping this reflection, as I've been actually working with this refl- reflection for a few days, and every time I drop it in in my daily life, I'm going about doing this and that, and I drop in the reflection. the journey is the destination. Oh, wow, this moment of the way I'm showing up, the way I'm being, the way I'm about to send this email. This this is it. This is all these moments. It's not just not. In fact, the sense of um, going somewhere, right? In if if we think of a destination, you know, sometimes we have this this sense that, uh, or, or we're holding back on our lives. Oh, when I grow up. Once I grow up once i graduate once i get married once i meet my soulmate once i get the job the dream job once i retire once i you know, resolve so, sometimes there's once uh, that once this thing happens then i'm going to start living or i'm i'm going to be that's that's where i'm going that's my destination it's kind of unconscious and you know, or 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 when I'm awakened, oh yeah, I'm gonna do all this practice. I'm practicing so whenever I'm liberated, I'm I'm enlightened. Once I'm enlightened, oh yeah, then I'll I'll have it. I, you know, I'll have it all figured out and I'll just be living in my happy retirement of awakening. Um it doesn't work that way. Of course it doesn't work that way, right? So I'll say more about the the, the awakening bit. But but um a couple of things to say. One is I I realized this, this um, mindset, especially when I was in grad school, when I was in grad school at Berkeley. Um, I remember there were some of my school, my school, maybe that was not the case when I was in undergrad, but in grad school, there was something about the intensity of it, that people completely gave themselves to the grad school curriculum. So many of my uh, classmates had this sense of, oh, once I graduate, I'll explore my hobbies, or I'll do this which I love, and I haven't done it for years, and whatever it might be. Once I, so so there is a sense of oh, putting off our lives, putting off like there is this destination which is graduation, right, or whatever it might be, and and for, for me it was so interesting, and, and in some ways there uh, maybe it's more subtle for us in different ways. It's not so so big, you know, if I I had seen it in myself at some point. Oh, when I move, then you know, maybe I'll give away the stuff and I'll clean up this corner. Like, well, I don't have to wait until that happens. Like I can do it now. Like there is no so there could be these subtle these destinations we set up in our lives. Instead of it being right here, this is it. This is it. These moments that we're alive, we have the grace of being alive and kicking, being alive, breathing, sentient, have agency. This is it. There was this title of this book by one of my favorite authors, Milan Kundera, the Czech author, and the title of the book was um, Life is Elsewhere. It's a great book, Life is Elsewhere. Such an interesting title, right? Right? the sense of, oh, life is elsewhere, it's not here, it's whatever you're doing, this is not, this is not it. Other people or other places or, you know, it's like FOMO, I think it gets, gets translated to FOMO, I think, nowadays, like, oh, this is some life is elsewhere, Whereas life is not elsewhere, it's here, it's right here in this moment, it's right here in this room, this is it. The way we're showing up, the way we're engaging in this very moment is the destination, it is the destination also as it relates to the teachings of the Buddha and the Eightfold Path. So I'll get a little more specific in a moment. But in a general way, for each of us to feel into that for ourselves. There's no redo, there's no recital, there's no rehearsing. This is it. This is our lives. This is our life, the way we're showing up and and fashioning our lives in every moment. Fashioning our karma, fashioning our our legacy, or our awareness, ourselves. It's right here, it's right here. The journey is the destination. It's right here, it's not so separate. It's not so heady thinking about in the past or future. It's right here. Liberation is not elsewhere. Liberation is also right here. So so this invitation to consider this, to drop this in—actually, drop this in reflection, maybe every day. For hopefully, the rest of the day, you'll drop it in and you'll you'll experiment with it as you leave. Is one of my invitations. It will invite us to stop sleepwalking because we're sleepwalking. Usually, we're always pulling towards the next moment. Pulling towards the next moment, the next thing, the next thing. Either we're pulling towards the back, you know, we're regretting what we did or said, or, you know, we're pulling back or we're pulling forward. Usually we're pulling forward, the next thing, the next thing. Okay, when's lunch? When is this? When's that plan? Okay, that to-do list. Okay, I finished that. Okay, the next thing is still left to do. Next, 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 next. It's like, you know, going on, on. um, if you think of a journey, a a literal journey, if you've gone on a trip, Either yourself, you've seen that tendency in yourself, or you've seen that tendency in, in your um, other travelers you've traveled with, the travel partners. There's sometimes this sense of, okay, right, the next, the next place, we're going to go see that temple, we're going to see that site, next, next, next. Like, it's, okay, you go there two seconds, you go to the Eiffel Tower, okay, two seconds, okay, next, the next place, next. It's like, wait a minute. Actually, taking the bus there or walking there is part of this journey. It's the whole thing. It's not just, okay, getting there, two seconds, next, next, next. So, so we sometimes have this tendency in our lives, next thing, next thing, next thing, next thing. It's like, wait, 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 this is it. The way we are, actually. The way, it's not just ticking off the to-do list. The to-do list. We're all going to die with the to-do list. <laughs> Unfinished. Unfinished. <laughs> I've just accepted that. I'm never going to finish everything I want to finish. It's just not going to happen. So speaking of that, <clears throat> I um, love teaching mindfulness of death, which some of you know, mindfulness of mortality is one of the topics and themes that I love to teach on. And when I teach um, courses, uh, one thing that I've done is to invite folks to explore writing poetry writing death poems which are very common in in Zen Buddhism writing death poems before they die also the the equivalent of it in in the West is the epitaph epitaph being this the short saying that goes on the tombstone of people um, and given that the tombstone is small, epitaphs tend to be pretty short. So I've invited people over time to write many, and this is one that somebody wrote. Once I get the job, once I meet my soulmate, once I'm free, below, me. <laughs> Quite profound. Yeah. So that tendency that that we have, like, yes, always reaching for the next. Once I do this, once I do that, once I'm free, once I'm free, once I'm awake and liberated, ah, oh, below me. So we never know how much time we have. This is it. This is it. So, say some more specific things now, as, it, as the path and the journey relates to the way we live, within the buddhist context so making it a little more specific now so the buddha taught about suffering and the end of suffering but the end of suffering is not a destination so much you know we think of nibbana as the end of suffering like that's it end of suffering but it's again it's not so much of the place you go and it uh, what place you reach and then that's it. Did did you ever consider that the Buddha continued to meditate and practice after he was enlightened? Yeah? Just think about that for a moment. So it's not so much a destination the practice that we do the the engagement and the way we live and also in 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 um Zen Buddhism there's this beautiful saying uh, before enlightenment, chop wood carry water. After enlightenment, chop wood carry water. So, enlightenment again is this not is not a happy retirement of it's the continuation of engaging with life, continuing to engage, and. And I love that, that you shared this moment of mini-Nibbana, mini-peace, oh yeah, mini-freedom. Mini fr- and and the moments... So so freedom becomes a part of the path, not separate from the path. It's not that we're doing all this practice to, to become free. As you have, whether you're new to practice, or you've been practicing for a while, if you've been practicing for a little bit at least, you can tell that, oh yeah, there are things that used to perhaps bother you or get on your nerves or you lose your cool. And now, wow, there's a little more freedom. There's a little more freedom about those topics and those areas. Maybe there are some areas that are still really challenging for you, but oh yeah, there are a few areas that are just a little easier now. So, and you're continuing to practice, you're here, you're continuing to practice and engage. So so our the the freedom becomes part of our practice, becomes it just there's more and more and more. It's not like it's there's nothing and all of a sudden hurrah, it's like there's more and more. Freedom becomes part of the path. And in fact, um, the path itself, the path of practice itself, is the path of freedom, is the path of happiness in and of itself. There's a beautiful, I want to read this quote um, for you. This is from uh, Sister True Dedication, who is um, uh, one of the disciples of Thich Han. And let me read the quote first. <clears throat> so um, she says, um, In his later years of teaching, Thich Han revised his translation of the Eightfold Path to be not merely the path leading to happiness, but the path of happiness. He taught that in the true spirit of the insight of interbeing, every step along the path leading to happiness must be happiness itself. If we suffer along the way, we've lost the game already. I think that's quite profound. That every step along the path leading to happiness must be happiness itself. So if you translate liberation, freedom as happiness, right? That's another way to relate to it. It's not the path just leading to happiness. It is, it is happiness itself right here, right now. The journey is the destination, right? So, I'm going to talk a little bit about the Eightfold Path. Um, and what I just read, by the way, this paragraph from Sister Two Dedication is from the recent um, uh, Lion's Roar. There's there there are articles on the Eightfold Path. Each each author has written one um, one article on the Eightfold Path from one person from each. Uh, um, uh, tradition of Buddhism—it's it's quite sweet, actually, to see that. So, so the Buddha taught suffering and the end of suffering. Of course, sometimes the, uh, people are on the outside; they focus on the suffering. Oh, Buddhism is all about suffering. No, it's about end of suffering, <laughs> and and happiness—really happiness—and and the path of happiness, just as Sister True Dedication was talking about the path of happiness. So, in the Four Noble Truths, so the Buddha talks about, yes, there is suffering, there's stress in life. That's the first Noble Truth. Of course there is stress. It's, there's stress in life, period. All of us have it. All of us have challenges. It's just a part of being human. And there are big stresses and small stresses. There are, there are the losses, there are the challenges, the tragedies, the... the um, the, the griefs, and then there are just the everyday stresses, you know. You have to feed yourself and take care of yourself and bathe yours. It's just all of this like, oh yeah, that too, and that too, and there's limited time, and there's just little stresses or tiny little stresses. It's just part of being human. And, and the second um, noble truth is that, that grasping, clinging, is the cause of the the dukkha, the suffering it's like wanting things to be a particular way and clinging to it and and or or getting rope burn rope burn is is when impermanence happens. things are shifting and changing so so if you think of you're grabbing a rope that keeps running through your hands right you're holding onto the rope and it keeps shifting and changing, stop, don't change. You're getting a rope burn. That is dukkha. That is, that's another way that we heard when we try to stop things from changing. And change is the nature of life. And the third noble truth, that yes, it is possible to be free. It is possible to have freedom. It's, it's possible to be happy. It is possible. In the midst of all this, in the midst of this craziness that is life, human life, it is possible to be happy and free. And engaged, not, not that you're going to go sit on top of a mountain, okay, I'm liberated finally. Uh, no, it's, it's being engaged in the middle of it. And, and, okay, and then people are on the edge of their seats. Okay, Buddha, all right, tell us how. Ah, the Eightfold Path, here it is. This is how you do it. This is how it's done. The Buddha tells you how it's done. That's the recipe, Eightfold Path, okay? All right, Okay. Eightfold Path. But then Eightfold Path, this this path, right? It's like, okay, I'm gonna do the first and then second and I'm gonna do all these steps, I'm like, okay, and then I'm gonna get to Nibbana. No, actually Eightfold Path, if you've noticed, it's 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 drawn as a um as a wheel. It's not a path. It's right, have you haven't you thought about well it's taught it's taught as a path, and the path usually is like right when you go on a hiking path, right? It's one step after another, right? Whereas this path is drawn like a, is is a wheel. It's an eight-spoke wheel. Oh, that's an interesting path. There's a sign, right? That it's it's this. It's right here. It's your wise speech, and it's wise, it's perspective, and it's wise livelihood, and it's wise mindfulness, and constant. just it's all here. It's all here. It's all here, and it's not, and and you can, you know, it's all together, it's all intertwined, it's all here. The journey is the destination. The way you engage is it. This is it. So, right, so the different aspects of, of the Eightfold Path with, um, wise view, and by the way, the, the translation often from samma, the word samma, samma, which can be translated in the Eightfold Path as right view or wise view or appropriate. And the word right, remember at the beginning of my practice, I had a little bit of like, what, right? Like right, wrong, seemed very Puritan. But actually the translation of the word really is appropriate. What's the appropriate what's the useful view? What's the useful speech? what's the appropriate speech in the right time what's so think of the word right as the the right tool so you're not going to use the wrong tool like if I wanted to use the striker, you know the cup a glass full of water would not be the right tool. The striker would be the right appropriate tool right so think of right as appropriate so Or also wise, right view, right intention, right speech, right action, right livelihood, right effort. I actually prefer the word engagement because effort sometimes in the West brings a sense of effort. Whereas engagement, really, what is appropriate engagement in the moment with whatever we're engaging? And, um, And wise mindfulness, right mindfulness, paying attention and samadhi concentration collectedness of the mind a sense of stability wise stability so so the goal is the path the goal is the path the way we live our lives every moment The way we pay attention, the way we meet suffering, our own suffering and the suffering of the world, the way in each moment we are engaging internally and externally, this is the destination. It's not elsewhere. This is it. so in some ways it might seem like a paradox because we are practicing and we're going to have more and more ease and freedom and yet this is it if we have the stance of oh somewhere to go somewhere to get there's always this 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 restless mind this this wanting mind it's actually the second noble truth clinging wanting like ah somewhere to go next thing We're causing more suffering through our practice, whereas this is it. So, so I want to invite you all to to drop in the phrase into your body the rest of the day. And if it works for you, maybe the rest of the week, this week, try, the journey is the destination or make it more personal. My journey in this moment is my destination. This is it. How am I showing up? How am I meeting the suffering? How am I meeting others? Is it with kindness, with generosity? This is it. This is it. We don't know how much time we have. This is it. So thank you all for your kind attention. I hope some of these reflections have been supportive and helpful and whatever isn't helpful, let it go. Mm-hmm. It's all good. And maybe given that we have just a couple of minutes left, I will ask you if there are any final reflections since I promised I would open the floor again. If there are any final reflections or questions, maybe we'll make space for one. if anything is arising. Shh. Yes, Janie. Yes. It's coming your way. In the beginning, I think I heard you say that there were four things, and th- this was one of them, that... Um, <laughs> the first one, but I don't know is that, am I mishearing? Oh yes, I think at the beginning when I was setting the stage uh-huh. I was talking about um, when I introduced the topic, the journey is a the destination, then I talked about how embodiment is important so the four satipatthanas the four establishments of mindfulness body, Vedana, feeling tone, the third one being the mind, and the fourth one being the Dhammas, the processes. Those are the four that I mentioned. At okay, the yes. Thank you for repeating. No problem. And then I invited us to really engage with the first one because that's the foundation, the, the body, and drop it into the body. Not just the head, not just thinking about it, but dropping it in. That was the entryway into our meditation. Thank you. Yeah. There's one more. and. On, oh? welcome to you I had an image of uh, my son when he was little and anyone who's a parent would probably relate to this is um we're going to the library or we're going to the park but for him it was a going that you have that you're going to yeah so I, that that was the journey yeah not being at the park yeah. it's going to the park yeah. Beautiful. Thanks so much for adding. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I feel mm, such tender. Children are like that, right? They're like on the way. It's like, oh, they're just enjoying everything on the way. They're going. It's the going. It's the go. That's it. It's the going. (laughs) Love it. I love it. Nancy, please. Thank you. I was just going to say the idea of dropping that in in sort of the middle of the day and middle of what you're doing uh, actually seems like a good sort of diffuser and that if you're reminding yourself that the journey is the destination when you reach those difficult moments either with other people or in yourself it is that at that moment that the practice is really the most important yeah. and so um Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate what you said. Exactly. It's just a reminder, because we tend to forget or become so focused on the thing and the next, like, yeah, this is it. Actually, this is. These are the important moments. It's all important, but especially those moments. Yeah. Yeah. Challenging moments. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you so much for your engagement with this topic. May you be well, may you be happy, may we serve well. Thanks everyone.